0: Welcome to the third season of the Coaching Cast, your working from home manager's club. Regardless of where you are working right now, at home, in the office, or a blend of both, or whatever you do as a career, we've got something for you at the Coaching Cast. I'm Susie, sales and business coach at Future You Business Coaching, currently taking on my hardest coaching assignment to date, still parenting that toddler who doesn't take too kindly to being questioned.
1: I'm Lisa, founder of Grip Corporate Coaching, personal performance coach, leader and chief eye roller when it comes to all nonsensical corporate mumbo jumbo, which suffocates rather than advocates.
0: In this podcast, we aim to explore the leadership and coaching techniques required to navigate and survive the current business environment, presenting different topics each episode which we will discuss with some very special guests along the way, sharing ideas, hints, and tips for you to take away and try for yourself. We hope you enjoy listening. Today, we are talking about the realities of small business ownership. As like many of you, our CBBs, we too both run our own businesses, having left our corporate careers behind. We are specifically going to explore the realities of being your own boss, discuss the differences and similarities to corporate life, and debate whether that age old perception of what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur is still accurate. So stay with us and enjoy. So before we get into this week's episode, Lisa, I know it's been a big week for you. So how are you today?
1: I'm good. I know. Uh, So for all of you RCBBs, the big news is, is that my husband and I have sold the pub. So we have successfully sold the Maytime Inn. So yeah, so big, big, big event that's happened. So we sold the whole business as well as the property. So it's amazingly weird timing that that has happened I mean it literally completed yesterday so the fact that that happened yesterday and now we're recording an episode today on being a business owner I know it's so weird um so yeah so the end of an era we were there for nine and a half years so I didn't work full time at the May time I didn't run the business with Dom throughout that nine and a half year period I don't think I could have done based on the last 18 months I have done (laughs) I think I would have died um so I left my corporate career in 2019 with the intention of running the Maytime with Dom and using it as an opportunity to cultivate my own coaching business and build this podcast so I've been juggling the three things together for the the last 18 months um so yeah so it's it's pretty amazing because we we decided to go into it jointly with the sole intention of building it up to the point where we felt we could successfully sell it. Yeah. And so it's nuts that the culmination of that, well, that vision and the goal and all the hard work we've put in for the last however long has, yeah, it's come to fruition. It's delivered. So yes, yeah, mental. So yeah, no, so it's amazing. I feel really. I feel really proud I'm really excited I still feel a bit numb but I think that's because especially the last four weeks it's been full-on I mean I've worked nearly every day at the pub for four weeks Um, Dom's been working at the pub and on all of the sale process so I think we're just feeling a little bit well knackered yeah yeah it's quite a numb experience but yeah absolutely nuts so, yeah, so no, we're really excited. It's It's been a, a very emotional 24 hours for me. Yeah.
0: No, I read your post on, on LinkedIn and also on Instagram about <laughs> your kind of departing message to the May time. Yeah. And actually felt quite emotional reading it. I was, it was incredibly um, personal, some of the kind of stories and memories that you'd shared. Some great times, obviously, maybe more some sad times as well. Mm. And it's been a challenge, hasn't it? Especially in the last 18 months or oh, so. Oh,
1: gosh, yeah, with COVID. Kate- COVID. Yeah. yeah. I mean, COVID's been a challenge for all of us. I don't think anyone's escaped unscathed from COVID. Yeah. Whether that's because unfortunately you've suffered with it or tragically you've lost someone from it. But definitely from a work experience, I think it's changed all of our work environments and we've all had to flex and adapt. I think I've had to flex and adapt more in these last 18 months than I ever have. And I've, you know, referenced some corporate roles I've had where change felt like the primary objective that we were we were striving for at any given time. Mm. Um so yeah, it's it's been a roller coaster, but yeah, writing that post yesterday because it did feel in the end I did write it as a bit of a tribute to the Maytime, which is actually how I wanted it to come across because I've got so much to be grateful for and I I'm, I'm so appreciative to the Maytime and all that it's given me personally, but also both of us as a as a couple But yeah, definitely a love-hate relationship, which I think I've loved and hated it in equal measure. That is is true. I can confirm that, actually. She has loved and hated it in equal measure. But yeah, it felt, I didn't really want to go yesterday. It was really weird. I did stand in the car park for ages with my husband and I think Don was very much like, are we going now? I was like, (laughs) like, yeah, I guess so. I was just looking at the garden and the garden was... I think the biggest asset that we created at the May timing. So everyone, you have to go and check out on the website because it's all the pictures are there and you can find it on Instagram as well. Um, But we put this huge garden onto it in 2015 and it was by far the best thing we ever did. And standing in that garden yesterday, having some last photographs and looking at the view of the Windrush Valley that sits behind us. It was, yeah, it was amazing, but really emotional. And I Mm. did get really choked up. I think, yeah I just was like oh my god look what we created and look how successful it's become and we've got to the point where we've been able to sell it and yeah it's yeah it is amazing but yeah I did struggle to leave yesterday I was a bit like oh shit that's it it?" um I mean it's not our home anymore we live but it has been I mean it's been my home and it's been my employer it's been my venue of choice for family occasions our engagement party in 2016 was there um, and as I said in my post, it was where we celebrated my husband's dad when he passed away. We had a huge party for him there. So, yeah, it's, yeah, mental. How a place yeah. can hold memories, which I think we all know, isn't it? We talk about that, but how bricks and mortar can hold so much, doesn't it? It definitely felt like that yesterday. So, yeah, amazing, amazing. I'm, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for what we're going to do next. Yeah. Which, which so after me, next- is, is not to buy a pub again. I'm, <laughs> I'm. I'm not into that. I'm not into that. I'm She'll afraid. be
0: frequenting
1: pubs, but I'll she be won't be pubs, yeah. behind I'll, the bar. I'll be continuing to support the hospitality industry, <laughs> but, um, on the right side. So. Yeah. On the right sadly, But yeah, so much respect for people that work in hospitality. It is, it's an incredible life, but it's a tough one. Mm. And um, I don't think it's really, really, truly appreciated by those of us who actually utilise it. Mm. it's a it's a hard life dealing with the general public is a hard life that's that's (laughs) That's a whole episode topic guess uh, that's something I don't think I will repeat Um, (laughs) there's a reason I worked with businesses and professionals for a very long time and I think I will return back to that full time Uh, the general public are a bizarre bunch so yeah I don't think that's my forte (laughs) <laughs> I'm looking forward to no longer having to deliver a poker face on a daily basis <laughs> I'm not very good at it oh. as everyone who watches this book, I'm very expression I give a lot away with my face so <laughs> I found that very hard the actual period of time where we had to wear masks uh, which I'm sure unfortunately we'll probably have to come back if the the way things are going are are going that way in the UK um but that covered up a multitude of sins for me so (laughs) it meant that I could pretty much pull every face I wanted to pull without anyone really knowing so that was cool the
0: true extent of what was
1: lurking behind the mask on the facial expressions yeah yeah, (laughs) definitely I think unfortunately it probably did travel to my eyes but for anyone who's not as um observant hopefully they missed it but no so yeah end of an era for us
0: end of an era of and an also era. like you said quite fitting that today we're going to be talking about our I know. tales
1: isn't that mad I of, that was not business potential.
0: ownership i know that is crazy that's literally just how it's fallen um yeah, yeah. so um hopefully we can send off the may time and your journey with the may time also in a, a really nice way on the podcast today yeah. as well i
1: know excited so
0: Great stuff. So um, those of you listening and watching, you may hear a little beeping noise throughout this episode. I just need to kind of make everyone aware. Cause I'm like, no, that's, is there, a, is my oven beeping <laughs> or like, what is this beeping noise it's not in your house it's <laughs> me as a person so I have my uh, we talked about it a kind of weeks ago I have a brand new insulin pump and um, my insulin pump is due to run out in about three hours time and it does this really annoying thing where it beeps every 20-25 minutes until you change it so I will be changing it after the episode do not worry um but if you hear a little beeping noise like a bing bing uh, it's me don't worry there's nothing going off in your house <laughs> So just uh, thought we'd give you the heads up there. (laughs) Okay, well, should we um, get into today's episode? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Okay, let's do it. Today, we're discussing our experiences of being small business owners, something both of us have embarked on over the last few years. Starting up, running, and scaling a business is hard work and takes a lot of dedication, time, and energy. I recently saw this quote about the roller coaster of running your own business, and it really resonated with me. And for any other business owners out there, it may for you too. So the quote was As ever, the accountant in me saw the risk, the entrepreneur saw the possibility. So I split the difference and kept moving forward. And that was a quote by Phil Knight. So, Lisa, would you say that this does portray the reality of being a business owner?
1: Well, I don't think I'd ever describe that I've got an accountant in me. <laughs> I think, like, that's definitely not a skill set I have. I'm not. A, <laughs> but I like the I like the sentiment of the it. The intent, which, yes, because ultimately. I don't have an accountant I have a voice in my head that tells me to avoid risk so I wouldn't call it an accountant because my financial skills are pretty terrible although I'm actually very good with my personal finances I just wouldn't classify myself as a math whiz so but I do have an inner voice that tries to steer me away from things that are difficult dangerous too risky i would never describe myself as a risk taker i think my husband would say i'm really risk adverse in general but i think the the whole sentiment of this is really apt which is that i would describe it as always being on a bit of a seesaw you know that there's it's it's trying to get the balance the sweet spot in the middle where you can run these two together in a way that actually is really productive and effective so you've got your your head telling you how to navigate the risk and how to get, you know, reap the rewards from taking the risk. And that entrepreneurial side of you really highlighting and showing you there's the opportunity, there's the opportunity, there's, you know, the, that's where the goal is, there's the vision, there's this is how you're going to get there. And then being able to use the two effectively at any given time to keep you on the straight and narrow as I call it and you know that whole sense of keep moving forwards with both yeah and using them to drive action so so yeah so I it's a really great quote it's not one I've ever heard of before but I think it yeah I think it's apt
0: yeah I can definitely relate to this I mean I know I'm kind of a bit more early on in my um, experience of running my own business than you are but I think that piece around the financial management of running your own business um, is definitely something which is always on your mind, whether that's, has my invoice been paid on time? Mm. What's my cash flow look like this month? What are my outgoings? What does my pipeline look like in Mm. terms of um, clients moving forward? Um, as well as like what you spend your money on and I think I've definitely become more frugal in my approach to managing um, both my personal and my business kind of finances since I started running my own business because I just put more value on it because mm. i generated it yeah. myself yeah Um. and so I think um, you do always have that mindset well, I do anyway. You have that mindset coming into it around, you know, how much is this going to cost me? How much do I need to spend? What's coming in? Like, I've as I've mentioned. So I think that accountant kind of mindset is definitely something which for a business to be successful has to be an element mm-hmm. in, in front of your mind. Um, and to what scale and, and to what extent is obviously different for every business because, you know, some are like mine just starting out. Some of them are, you know, a lot more established. Um so that definitely resonated with me Uh, and I also think when they talk about the risk that doesn't necessarily also have to be like the financial side of that I think for me as well it's about the risk of putting myself out there doing new things maybe going after opportunities I wouldn't necessarily have thought about previously or would have done if I was still working in an organization there's an element of risk going around that as well because what if I you know get rejected what mm. if actually that isn't what that person's looking for and that person says no mm. or you know what if um I do get uh you know a, a new client a new project and then actually I need to figure out how I'm going to do it and how I'm going to deliver it and run it um yeah. you know and so there's that that kind of ri- that word risk which is quite evocative and is quite emotive and for many many reasons Um, I think definitely holds true, especially when you are in the startup phase of a business, because everything you decide to go after, invest in, um, manage, has... probably kind of more bigger implications than what it does when you're a bit more established Mm. Um, so yeah it's an interesting one and then obviously the possibility I mean we're coaches so we love possibilities we love options Mm -hmm. we love choices uh, and being future focused Um, and so you know balancing the two like you said I love that analogy about the seesaw and managing that on an ongoing basis you know there is a definitely a skill to that.
1: Mm. I mean I I say seesaw I think my experience of being a business owner and going out alone which is how I describe it because I I think I have found it very lonely at times Mm. Mm. I mean there's the seesaw analogy there's also the roller coaster you know I I use both because I think Mentally and day to day, it's the seesaw. But actually, the whole experience is a roller coaster. And, you know, I can liken that to the May time. You know, in respect of the business that we've just sold, the highs and lows of that have been so extreme, even in the short time that I've actually been in it full time. Yeah. You know, and and they can occur all in the same day. You know, one minute you're you're dealing with really difficult situations around staff or even a customer complain and you're right at the bottom feeling really cruddy and crap in the next minute, you know, you're celebrating the extreme opposite because a customer's telling you how amazing it is and how wonderful what you've built is and how much they've enjoyed it and how you've managed to really, enable them to fully celebrate the special occasion that they're there for and you're looking at the sales and your balance sheets and you're like wow that's been a really successful week and you know it's it's it can all happen in the same day yeah Um, you know so I think yeah that that the, the the seesaw works for how I think I'm always trying to manage myself but the roller coaster is the reality of the experience most of the time, and I feel that way in my own personal um, coaching business. You know, the the days that I've won clients have been absolutely, you know, I've been filled with elation and I'm excited. And then when I continue to work with those clients in their actual sessions, they're great days. You know, I buzz afterwards. But the days where you've put a proposal in and it's not worked, you know. It's. It is that right? Pick yourself up, brush yourself off. What can you learn yeah. from that? How do you? How do you? Yeah, put it away in a space that's helpful to you, that's productive, and then start again the next keep time. Keep on moving. Yeah, keep on I moving mean, forward. Yeah, exactly. And but I like that moving forward piece that 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 Phil Knight finishes that quote with, because it is so important. I think to keep going, like keep moving. Don't stand still. Don't dwell for too long in those spaces where potentially things haven't gone your way, haven't gone as well. Don't stay there. Just look ahead to the to the next opportunity, the next experience, the next learning, because that's what helps you to stay productive and effective. And yeah. really helps, I think, definitely for me. I've always described myself as a woman of action. I think my husband's a man <laughs> of action as well. I have a lot of time for people that take action, don't sit still because it does help you to like process. And to try out something else, and you just move away. You just create something new, don't you? You create a new experience, a new memory, and you move away from the bad place. Yeah, you evolve. I think. Yeah, yeah, evolve. (laughs) That's a great word. But that's true, and it is hard. Like it needs constant energy all the time. Absolutely, energy. Yeah, Um,
0: you know, I know that many of our listeners are small to medium, medium-sized business owners. Who are, who run their own business started it from scratch, and some of which have been massively impacted by the pandemic mm. and the subsequent lockdowns. Yourself included in yeah, terms of the May time was shut yeah. for a, a, you know a, a long period of time.
1: Oh, yeah, so, I mean it's funny. We talk about like I've worked I've worked for the last eighteen months at Maytime. I mean I've mentally worked at the May time. <laughs> months, but actually physically, not eighteen months at all. I mean we were shut for three. I mean, we've probably been shut for eight of those. Isn't that nuts when you put it like that? What a weird time we've lived in. But, I mean, I feel like I physically worked there for nearly yeah. you know, five years with how my body feels today. But
0: <laughs> Well, because you would mentally be giving energy to it, thinking yeah. about, you know, how do you evolve? How do you keep it going? How do you still be relevant to your customers during that lockdown period? Mm. How, you know, do you get staff back, you know, uh into that situation working effectively etc so there's still a lot of energy going into it because you care and I think that's the for me like having created a new business which I'm still very much starting up but you know you just care a lot more because it's yours and it's your it is like another baby (laughs) I don't need another baby in my (laughs) life but it is kind of like that you know you you are so passionate about it and and about that gap that you can serve in the marketplace that you operate in that problem you can solve that solution you can provide to your customers and client base Mm -hmm. it's hard not to then give everything that you've got because it's yours
1: god 100% like I've tried so many times over the last like two years to say I don't care it doesn't matter but it's just not true like no it's not and even on the days when I've hated like working in the May time I can't think differently about it or about what I bring and I think that does come down to like yes because it's ours I think because it represents us as well like it is our brand and you know when you're not there it still is representing you do you know what I mean it's like and that and I think always knowing that it's such a fine line between being really great and successful and people loving you and not at all it's Mm. really fine so like everything that's going on even when you're not there represents you and it mm. you're always thinking about that and saying you know saying you don't care about it or it's just it's a lie and I, but I think that's also I mean that is personal as well like I do think that comes down to you as a person and the standards that you hold mm. and what you think is important mm. and what you value and I am a I think deep down I'm a people pleaser as well so I don't like to be disliked um mm. I don't want to be best mates with everyone, but I want everyone to think highly of me. Mm. (laughs) Even people I don't like. (laughs) Um, And I think that I have struggled with, you know, because I just want everyone to, yeah think positively of me mm. so, well, because you've put so much energy
0: and effort into it you want that yeah. to
1: be recognized but i think that's true of me as a person in general that's not yeah just because of the may time i think that's true in any organization yeah. that i've worked in even organizations that i've left and really disliked i yeah. still want them to think i'm great even if i think they're shit yeah no for sure <laughs> you know and, and that's it's, it's, it's weird isn't it? <laughs> i'm bizarre what can i say i'm bizarre
0: so on that notion then of when you worked in organizations mm. which obviously you did for bulk of your careers today yeah do you feel like you've been able to transfer some of those skills from your time working in um, in those businesses into running your own business and how that's supported you now you were operating in that world of of business ownership
1: oh without a doubt yeah I mean, I was trying to think of how to articulate this really simply because I think there are so many skills that I've gained working in corporate. Yeah, that actually, to the point where I don't truly really believe I could have ever have succeeded as a business owner without them. Which yeah. is why I think my husband is quite incredible because he's never worked in corporate. So. And actually, we've always enjoyed the conversations because our working lives and our careers have been so different. And the environments we've worked in have been so different. Yeah. And working in his environment has been such an eye opener for me, but in like a quite shockingly aggressive way, I would say, because the test it's put me under physically and mentally is nothing like I've ever experienced in work before. And the fact that he's done that so successfully for a decade and the rest, because, I mean, he's owned the Maytime for nine and a half years, but he, he's worked in hospitality in this environment for his whole life. I mean, it it is quite extraordinary, to be honest. H- hence my whole, I have hats off to people that do this in the yeah, hospitality for sector, sure. because it is physically and mentally just so full on all the time, whether you own it or not, you know, you don't have to be an owner to, to still experience that. But I think in terms of the specific skills, that I took into both the Maytime and into my coaching business, I think, and that I carry forward uh, beyond it. I think the skills I've gained are really, I suppose there's two things. There's the, the knowledge of the corporate world and business in general that I've gained over the 15 years I worked in it. So really understanding how organizations are set up, the challenges that they face, the expectations they have, you know the the way in which people are because obviously as a coach I'm thinking about the people side of things as well but the way that people are generally led the challenges that come for you know for people in a working environment in an office environment as well I think I've taken the knowledge of that into both businesses I think then the practical skills are in respect of you know, managing time, managing priorities, you know, I think when you own your own business, those are so critical, because there isn't anyone holding you to account. Mm -hmm. So you hold yourself to account at all times. So being really organized, being really clear about your time and where you're going to place it in any given day, in those areas where you will get the most value, you obviously, that's trial and error. But I think, that's really crucial I think um I think I've put down here in my notes like language so like I've I've talked the world of business for a long time and I think that's held me in good stead going into my own businesses because my level of professionalism is one that I've cultivated through my world of working and yeah and and I, I think obviously like growing older as well but I feel like I can really relate and connect and engage with individuals, because of learning that language, knowing how to engage with people, and really being able to connect with them on levels that, you know, make sense to them and the world that they're experiencing. I think that's really important. Um, and then I think I'm, I'm sort of thinking practically as well in terms of, you know, really understanding the processes, businesses have to go through so as a as a freelancer you know putting together pitches and proposals you know being appreciative of you know what I think will speak to them but then understanding the processes to go through that they have to go through I think that's helped me to manage myself at times because I know that there are going to be you know quality gates to to get through and yeah you know those sorts of things so I I mean I, I feel like that's the tip of the iceberg. That was just kind of like my my brain dump when I was thinking yeah. about it. But your initial thoughts. I think there are other things. Commercial, I think is a strong one. I mean, my husband, I think, actually has taught me a hell of a lot about that in the time working that, that I have in the last 18 months with him. I think I've got a lot more closer to, you know, sales reports and profit and loss and all that, which actually I don't think I really appreciated as much when I worked in a like in a In the corporate world, partly because of the roles that I had and you know what I was required of me, but I think again this comes back to your point, Sue, of like when it's your cash, it's a very different, yeah, you know, it's a very different relationship. You suddenly become very interested in profit and loss because it's your profit, your loss.
0: (laughs) So when you have to, you know, I I pay myself monthly. Mm. When you have to sit down and I do my own bookkeeping as well. So when you sit down and do your own bookkeeping for me, anyway. Um, every month, and then I have to decide how much I'm going to pay myself. Yeah, and if yeah. you haven't got that in the bank because you haven't invoiced at the right time or correctly, or that invoice hasn't been paid, you haven't chased it, it puts a very different focus yeah, on things. For when you're working in an organization, you know, I worked in sales, we would be talking about invoicing all the time in cash flow. You'd be like, This customer hasn't paid, so we need to chase the invoice, we need to manage our debt. And you'd be like, yeah, 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 no, get it, get it, absolutely do it. But actually the purpose and the and sentiment behind it, I probably didn't quite realize until I had to do it for myself. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I totally get this now, like why this was such a big focus.
1: I know, I forgot, Um, I forgot to an invoice last year, uh, one of my clients. And then, and I couldn't believe that I'd forgotten. And I was like, what the, you're an idiot. How have you got invoice <laughs> for this? And like, I couldn't get over the fact that I'd forgotten. I mean, I was tied up in, you know, I think that's where I've struggled. You know, I, I haven't just left the corporate world to pursue one business. I pursued yeah. two and <laughs> juggling the two. I mean, talk about make my life harder, but I mean, it's been nuts. I mean, that's one of the things I'm the most proud of actually, is the fact that I've actually successfully done that. I mean, like Jesus Christ, to the detriment to my physical and mental health at times. But I think I got consumed with the pub at a certain point last year and was doing work as well for a client and then forgot to invoice the client. And I was like, what the hell? And I was thinking, geez, you need to be like more on this. Like this is how much you value yourself if you don't even remember to, to yeah. you didn't do it for free. But I think that's where like, that's a
0: really good example of where... Um, like for me, my experience because I worked in sales, we had we had like trackers for trackers for trackers. Like we had oh, well, so I I we in had that department for the last oh my year god I to so the point where I like lost track of the trackers. <laughs> I was like I, can't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like stop. Um, yeah, anyway, yeah. but I have to say that that rigor has has stayed with me and has taught me some really good principles around how i now manage my business and i manage yeah my you know i have an invoice tracker i have a payment tracker you know i've got my bookkeeping but actually all of that is kind of set in me from what i've learned in Mm. that corporate environment around its importance yeah and that's definitely helped me in terms of managing that for myself and i think just to kind of flip the other side of the coin and look at it from a different perspective in the sense of perhaps what my my business has taught me if I was to go back into the corporate world, one of the standouts for me is actually around um, like taking the risk and giving it a go. Because when I worked in a a business, there was quite a lot of talk about, and we're going to come on to talk about it in a bit more detail in a minute, but but this entrepreneurial spirit, this entrepreneurial mindset, just giving it a go and seeing what happens and being agile and learning and adjusting. Totally get all of that. 100% get all of that. But actually, the... Environment of working in a, in a large organization, the structure, the processes, the ways of working actually make that quite hard to do. It, it, it constrains it to an extent. It has to, because there has to be an element of compliance. There has to be an element of doing the right thing in the way that we approach things. And um, so, actually, kind of just giving it a go is quite hard to achieve. Yeah. Whereas in your business, there is none of that because you create it. So, you know, you don't have to be in some senses accountable to others you're just accountable to yourself you know especially if it's just you which at the minute is just me um and so actually there's more freedom in that there's more um opportunity to just give it a go and see what happens and and actually I think if I went back into a corporate world now I would take that very much with me of kind of actually questioning the status quo of actually why can't that be the case or why can't that happen or why can't that be an opportunity we go after or why won't that work because I've kind of had that liberating work environment now where I Mm. work for myself where I haven't had to be constrained and it's a really interesting kind of um point to bring to life when I was talking to my husband probably about a few months ago now he works in a big corporate organization and he couldn't do something on a website and I was like, why can you not do that? And it was just kind of like the way things are Like you just can't, can't do that. And I was like, yeah, but what's the ri- like, what is the risk? And he's like, well, the risk is this. And I was like, right. I was like, well, I would have just done that for me. And he was like, would you? And I was like, yeah, you know, because I don't have to consider a lot of that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be like um, going about being kind of, um, doing lots of random things that have no consequence. That's not what I mean. But I could just quickly think about that and action it back like straight away I didn't have to get five signs around like sign off Mm. from 10 different stakeholders and it kind of just brought that concept to life for me in that conversation a little bit more that you do have that freedom to just explore and give it a go so I think if it did go back into corporate world at any point that would be something is a lesson that I've really learned
1: Mm. and it's it's a great one and I think you're right about the constraints because even then when you said about you know, taking it for sign off, getting approval. I think in the history of my career, I, I think I've been willing to challenge the status quo, bring new ideas. I found that quite exciting and I've quite enjoyed the challenge of it. But actually one of the things that's put me off is the laborious process of sign offs and approvals. Mm. Like I totally get why they're required in large organizations, you need those sorts of checkpoints and, you know, levels of even in some respects security, because you need to make sure things are managed and controlled. You know, when you're dealing with such a large organization, lots of people and a lot of money, you know, it does need some form of structure and process. But I do know in the, historically, there are probably circumstances where there were things I really wanted to do that I felt were the right things to do, but actually the, the process to get there put me off. Mm. Um, and I just thought, nah. Cause I I think that's the thing when you're, when you're on your own, if you fail, there's not an audience. I think when you're in an organization, there's a lot of people watching. Mm. And I think that is often what puts people off from taking risks, being bolder, Mm. being brave, coming at and saying really what they think. And, you know, and actually that's at the detriment to them and the business, if you know what I mean.
0: Mm definitely I think that's a really uh, important point actually that I mean, we've talked about it before on the podcast that vulnerability and mm. demonstrating that and being comfortable demonstrating that around others and also going back to the episode in episode two when we spoke to Zubi about his entrepreneurial journey mm. some of that still like absolutely is in the front of my mind which is some doors are going to be shut if, but eventually you'll get to a point where some doors will open yeah, and you've just yeah. got to keep on going, yeah, keep
1: going.
0: Keep <laughs> and going. you know I, I always think about that story he told about when he was selling cds mm. on the high street of a, a town center somewhere down south I can't remember where it was now and he just spoke to like hundreds of people and so many people were like no not interested but eventually somebody stopped and was like oh actually tell me more like yeah I'll buy a CD off you and I just found that for me such an incredibly powerful story and really inspiring around just that power of but be- your your self-belief and I think when you work for yourself or you have a a business which you know might you may have other people to work with you and, and on on as well but that power of self-belief has to really power you through mm. because it is and can be incredibly challenging and lonely at yeah. times as well Definitely.
1: yeah i i 100 I, I think you know i've spoken about it a few times about managing my self-belief and my confidence and my self-talk because without a doubt over the last uh, two years nearly th- those, you know, th- that has been really loud in my head all the time. And as I say, it can really f- quickly flip on that roller coaster. One minute I'm patting my back saying, you've got this, you're doing a great job, you know, well done. And the next day, I mean I and it can be that quick. The next day I can be in the complete opposite. So it's it's like, you know, it is hard it is hard Mm. and it just and as I said it just requires so much energy all the time yeah Um, and that's why I think as a business owner self-care is so so critical you know really looking after yourself and I'm I'm preaching you know I'm sure to to people who who know this as well as I do but I will hold my hands up and say I'm not very good at it you know I don't look after myself very well and I know I haven't over the last two years You know, I haven't had the sleep I needed. I haven't probably ate as well. You know, I've lost weight. I mean, I think I look great, but not in a healthy way. Um, I'm sure now that I'm, you know, away from the pub, those pounds will pile back on, sadly. Um, But it's something I'm still learning all the time, which Mm. is how to look after myself. How not to be a martyr, I think. Because I think I can be a martyr to my own being in the... I do just keep you know I probably take this whole move forward from Phil Knight a bit to the extreme and I just keep pushing on and to the point where all of a sudden I'm like oh my god like I'm not in a good place now because I just keep going but I haven't had enough rest I haven't taken enough breaks I haven't cared for myself very well so you know, I'm not I'm not here on today's episode saying I'm nailing all of this. I'm not. I, I know mm-hmm. I'm not. Um mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to now that the May time we've achieved what we wanted and that we're without a doubt, CBBS. we're going to celebrate for a long time on this one. Um, But I'm looking forward to now, I think, in some ways being free of that to be able to really focus in on. Myself and what I want to do and how I want to continue to like grow this podcast with yourself, Suze, and grow my coaching and really truly do what I feel my purpose is to do, mm. um, and be better at self care. Yeah. <laughs> oh
0: well. I mean, I'm the same. I think we could we can probably all do with a dose of being better <laughs> uh, at self care. That's for sure. Yeah, because life's busy, and also I think that's a really good point that you know, in terms of the tales of. Business ownership, personal and working life very often blend, you know, intrinsically Mm. together. They can't not Mm. become all encompassing on on a lot of reasons. And and I think that still is the case for when you work in a corporate organisation. But there is a difference because I think it's going back to that reason why you set that business up in the first place. It's not yours, and so you care. That level of care and commitment Mm. is next level, and so that can be to the detriment of your self care. Um, if you're not careful so it's a really important point to um, think about how you manage so you know historically there's been this myth hasn't there around you know what a typical entrepreneur is like having this entrepreneurial spirit this entrepreneurial mindset that's definitely something as I mentioned before that when I worked in a business but uh, in an organization sorry kind of got like lauded around a lot like you need to have an entrepreneurial mindset and um, So do you think this myth of that you either either have it or you don't is true when it comes to running your own business?
1: I just don't think it's that clear cut. Yeah. I think I don't classify myself as an entrepreneur because I have a view of what that person is. I have a, I think we all do like, we all all have our own constructs of what an entrepreneur is. And I don't feel like I fit that mold, but actually when you think about, you know, what I've been talking about and the fact we've talked about the May time and I've talked about my coaching that could be classified as me being an entrepreneur, but that's just not how I see myself. So I think yeah. it, I just don't think it's that clear cut. And I also think it still comes down to that label and whether you really associate with the label I think when it comes to the entrepreneurial spirit, I think it's made up of so many things because I think it's made up of like being really clear about what you want, what your purpose is. I think when you're really connected to those things, that is motivational, like that can drive you, but it totally depends where you are in your career. I I think Mm -hmm. I'm clearer now about my purpose and what I want from my life and my work than I ever have been. 10, 15 years ago, definitely not. I just, I, I went to work because I wanted to earn money and I wanted to have a job and I wanted to be successful in a career. And my career at that point, when I was in, very much in my early twenties was how I identified mm-hmm. with others. You know, I very much formed the construct of my identity, which I, I think it probably does more now than ever, but actually I feel a lot more comfortable with what that is and it's a lot more to do now with my skill sets and what I bring and my value, not my organization. And now that will be because I've stepped away from an organization as such. And I think the Maytime in experience has reinforced that because actually the Maytime in actually even beyond probably the last two years has been, has formed part of my, my identity actually, because I, you know, I lived there and it's been a big part of our family. So I think, that's probably part of it but like I definitely think now more than ever my identity in a work context is much more about my skill sets and what I bring um which is really freeing and exciting because I feel like I can take that anywhere but I think you know as I said that entrepreneurial spirit is about connecting with your wants and your purpose Mm -hmm. I think it's very much about timing because I think it depends where you are in your life and what's going on around you. And so many entrepreneurs, really successful entrepreneurs they've created based on triggers that happened to them and where they were experiencing and they saw gaps and things they wanted to change. I do think that's true about timing. There is an element there of being aware of what's going Mm -hmm. on. So you see the opportunity, but I think that is very true. I I also think as well, you can't discount the, the privilege piece because I think I don't think I was had the necessarily had the freedom of thought and creativity um, when I was constrained by finances, you know, because you do go to work to earn money, that's true. And I don't think there are many of us who can say they work just for the sheer joy of it. Absolutely. Um, And I think when you're working to earn money, whether that's just to support yourself or whether it's to support family and your children and provide the roof over their heads it's your ability to think and take risk is is really different and I think if you're in a privileged position where actually those risks are smaller because you're just thinking of yourself you know or in my scenario you're thinking of yourself on one other oh and the dog I suppose we'll throw him yeah don't forget the dog don't forget Alfie but it it is so different like I could I know for a fact, I mean, there's no point like, you know, fibbing about it. I know for a fact that I would not have left my corporate career if it hadn't been for the fact that I knew and felt financially stable. I just I just wouldn't have done that. I know I wouldn't have done that. And uh, not all of us are in that situation. Mm. Yeah, no, it's
0: a really important point to uh, pull out and definitely demonstrate. Um, So on that idea then of support and how we can support, you know, small to medium-sized businesses even this podcast is a mini business yes yeah. it is, is. yeah absolutely um uh so if there's Some anyone out there
1: who check. would like to
0: sponsor this podcast oh, yes yeah, then please let us know <laughs>
1: yeah, we're always interested always interested um, in sponsorship but i want that us to help note, your small business
0: yeah we love hearing from small businesses but on that note So how can we support small businesses as people out there? So I know for me, I feel very passionately about sharing their content on social media. We do that every day on our coaching cast Instagram. We share content from other people. Uh, As Lisa just mentioned there, leaving reviews is really important, isn't it, as well, for a small to a medium-sized business. And showing that endorsement of their services Mm. and your experience of um, either that product as well is is so, so important. Uh, And spreading the word. So just like telling... People, family, friends, network, you know, building that awareness, regardless of what it is, what they sell, what they do. Just those small little um, things There, are so crucial in in helping support um, the longevity of a small business. Would you agree or anything else to add?
1: Absolutely. I think um, to build on that, I think it's also I really do believe in the ethos of buy local um, to where you are. So, you know, all of us in the whole of the world rely so much on global commerce, but actually to the detriment of that that's happening on our doorsteps. And when we're talking about the environment as well, you know, I know there's a lot of chat at the moment about the world's logistics uh, supply chain because it's because of COVID and the, uh, you know, the downturn of of that. It, it's really caused a lot of problems on the global um, supply chain to the point where you know there's delays. I know there's lots of like scaremongering chat about people won't get their gifts at Christmas. Um you know in terms of that like the, the latest toys and things, you know, small, like, <laughs> first world problems is all I say. Um but the the fact is is actually it's so on it's so detrimental to the environment and We're all talking about the environment and that we need to save the planet. You know, God, I saw something terrifying about this morning, but we've only got 10 years left to save it, which made me feel terribly sick. But I think this whole notion of buy local, buy on your doorstep really is so important, not just for small business, but for that global impact and actually the environment. So we're sort of reducing carbon. So I think whenever you're wanting something, look at where you can get it from those around you. Because I think we're all guilty of like you jump onto Google and you immediately find like, you know, the the organization that stands out as being able to satisfy that from anything from, you know, buying uh, gifts or food to, you know, uh getting things done in your home, getting your car fixed, you know, whatever it is, there's so many things that actually, you can just find someone who's, who's closer to you, who can support you to do that. And in turn, you're, you're ticking so many boxes. You're helping a small business. You're promoting a local specialist who who at the end of the day, I mean, like, they're just like you and I, you know, they're all, we're all very much on that, you know, similar path in terms of trying to be successful and, and support our lives and and our families. Um, but yeah so I always try to sort of avoid Amazon wherever I can sorry um yes it's very convenient but I always try to avoid them if I can but if if it really is the last resort that's where I will go um I love small um uh, sort of marketplace platforms like Etsy love Etsy yeah, I love, I love Etsy. Not, not on the high street I love as well and I do actually more and more actually I do purchase through sellers on Instagram because there are so many on there now and there's so many fantastic little independents. Um, So yeah, so that's, that's my view of how we can support small.
0: Brilliant. It's now time for bullshit bingo, where we call out phrases which get commonly used in the workplace, which quite frankly make us cringe. Today's bullshit bingo is a word which I came across recently And it is wargaming. This means getting into the mindset of your competitors, anticipating and getting yourself ready to respond swiftly to any competitor actions. Lisa, I can see already your facial expressions are there, aren't they? (laughs)
1: It's so aggressive, this one, isn't it? Wargaming. I also thought it was a computer game. I think it like, might be a commute game. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of World of Warcraft, probably. <gasps> not that uh, I know what
0: it is. I've
1: never played yeah. it. I'm a gamer,
0: but okay. No, I think there is something along those lines of, of a game. If there's a game, you know the the name. DM us. Let us know yeah. what it is.
1: Maybe it is just World of Warcraft, but yeah, wargaming. I think this is so aggressive. It means getting into the mindset of your competitors. I'm like, <laughs> I just yeah. So have you used this one?
0: I've not personally used it I've talked about it as a concept so I talked about it as a concept recently with a client um but we had a bit of a laugh about it oh, so it okay. wasn't it wasn't like in in that kind of um aggressive yes. context I've heard it being used not recently a while ago I've heard it being used um in a corporate setting um and it's about kind of like getting ready to respond and anticipate what your competitors might do next so that yeah, you're yeah. then ready to quickly respond back and, and, a, and a, that precious kind of market share and getting that dominant position, um, so to speak, in the market. So, um, yeah, it's quite an interest. It's a powerful word. Mm. Powerful. Yeah.
1: War gaming. But, Wargaming. yeah, as I said, all I can think of is, like, gargoyles and, like, I don't know. It
0: just makes me think of,
1: like, computer gaming. <laughs>
0: It makes me think of what was that program that used to be on where they had like little robot machines and they used to like crash robot into wars. each other. Robot Wars. It makes me think of Robot Wars.
1: God, do you remember
0: that as a program?
1: Yes. Is it still uh, on? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think it did go on for a long time.
0: Mm. Yeah. And they had all like lots of different teams, didn't they? Yeah, From they like did. all walks of life, all around the country come together and like fight with the. What's they that made, that like
1: made robots them? yeah that's right? what
0: they did they did buy. yeah anyway also dm us if you know if, if that program if is robot still on walls are still if going, robot wars yeah. is still live let us know and also um, dm
1: us with your uh, bullshit bingos more more pressingly yeah
0: I yes absolutely if you do have any bullshit bingos which you either hear in action write them down and send us a dm or an email at hello at thecoachingcast.co.uk and they can feature in a future episode
1: We're coming to the end of today's episode discussing the topic of being a small business owner. Our tips from today for you to try are number one, prioritize time for self-care. Number two, look at implementing tools or disciplines, for example, trackers like Susie talked about to help you keep track and manage your business. And number three, seek out support for yourself and also support other small business owners where you can. Don't worry, you don't need to remember these now as all of these top tips will be available on our Instagram page at The Coaching Cast This Week, where you'll also find across our grid all of our historical top tips shared across Seasons 1, 2 and this Season 3. As well as those top tips, we've got some questions for you to ask yourself. Number one is how can you support small businesses? Specifically, how can you support local? Number two. How do you think you're doing? Are you on track to achieve your goals? And if you're not, what can you do to support yourself to be successful? And number three is what is missing for you in your small business right now?
0: We hope you have enjoyed today CB Biz and have some new ideas to take away and try for yourselves. If you have any questions, thoughts or feedback, we love hearing from you. So please contact us at hello at thecoachingcast.co.uk or DM us on Instagram at thecoachingcast.
1: Your support means everything. Therefore, if you like what you've heard, then please, please give us a follow on Instagram at thecoachingcast or as we've talked about in today's episode about supporting small business, because we are small business owners. We are one. Yeah, and this podcast podcast is a small business. (laughs) Please leave us a review on Apple and Google Podcasts and share with your friends, family, colleagues. We'd really appreciate it. Also subscribe to future episodes wherever you listen, including YouTube, where you can watch these episodes and see us in action. Well, you
0: can see Lisa's facial expression. Yes, you can see my
1: facial expression. So, <laughs> next week's episode is really exciting. We're being joined by another guest. We're being joined by Victoria Barker, founder of Credible Coach, where we're going to be talking with Victoria about coaching in more detail and specifically, how can you find the right coach for you?
0: We both love music and use it to motivate and energize us. So, we like to finish each episode with our personal song recommendation, giving you positivity and energy as you launch into your next meeting, whether that's face to face or on Zoom. It's my choice this week. It's been a while since I've chosen one because I gave my song choice to Mark last time he was on. (laughs) So, I've chosen a very uh, carnival vibed song this playlist for season three is gonna be so eclectic (laughs) hilarious Uh, i've chosen energy by disclosure so go and give it a listen (laughs) thank you so much for listening to this week's episode have a great week and remember you've got this